Okay, isn't it a great series, Speak Life? So um, powerful and uh, challenging as we think about what the impact of the words that we say. And so I uh, just want to pray and ask God to really speak through this this morning as we reflect on the power of declaration. Let's, let's pray. Dear God, our Father, we thank you so much that you speak life into us and that you spoke life into this world in the first place and then into us, and we enjoy that every day. Lord, I pray that you'll help us to understand how we can speak life um, every day too as we live our lives and, and in circumstances we find ourselves that we can declare your word as truth in our lives. And we thank you for your word and what it means to us in Jesus' name. Amen. Last week, Graham talked about moving from being doubters to shouters. And, uh, and today I'm thinking about what are we shouting? What are we shouting? And what we should be shouting are declarations. I looked up the meaning of declaration and it says, the act of making an official statement about something, something that is stated or made known in an official way, giving greater authority to the speaker because it carries the weight of someone in authority. I was thinking about reporters. When they write their, their articles or report on TV, what they try to do is they try to get someone to make a statement that they can quote or they try and get someone that they can go to and, and interview. Why do they do that? I think they do it because they want to add strength to their argument. If it's from someone in authority, then that's going to give it greater strength. They want to um, add weight to what they're saying and actually increase the validity of what they're saying. And so when they do that, their, their report takes on a whole new level of meaning and impact. You know, if we want to strengthen what we are saying about our lives and in our lives and over other people, then we need to add weight to what we are saying. And the way that we add weight to what we're saying is by quoting Someone who has authority, someone who has said something that's going to make a greater impact than our words in our life. And of course, that person is God. And when we, we speak what he says into our lives, suddenly we add greater weight to what is being said. We have validity about what we are saying. In Job 22 verse 28, it says, You will also declare a thing. And it will be established for you. So light will shine on your ways. Now, by our very nature, we declare things. Whether you like it or not, you are already declaring things on a regular basis. You might say, oh, what a beautiful day. It's going to be a great day today. You're declaring that it's going to be a good day. Or you might say, I love my job. Every day I love going there. It's great. You're saying things, you're declaring things about your life. Or you might say, I've heard some people say, I don't even know why I applied for it. I knew I wouldn't get that job. Or, um, you know, I've said this myself, you know, when sometimes you go into something and there's a, you know, you might have a, a number on your, under your seat and someone wins a prize or, you know, something. And I always say, I never win. Well, we make these declarations every day in our lives. 
They're statements that actually affect our life. And so we know how to declare things in the natural. That's just what we do. But what about in the supernatural? That takes what we say to a whole new level. That declaration, when we declare something in the supernatural, is words that we speak as believers for the purpose of making the word of God true in our lives. And God wants us to declare truth. Um, Peter was talking about truth, absolute truth. Well, there's only one absolute truth, and that's Jesus. He said he is the truth. And as we declare the word of God, we are declaring truth over our lives. And I want to look at some of the things that God wants us to declare. He tells us what he wants us to declare. Here's some of them. Just look, you'll see the scripture on the screens. He says, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession. That's who you are. That, why are you his special possession? That you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. God wants us to declare the praises of God. He wants us to declare praise every day. Another verse from Psalm 9. O Lord, see how my enemies persecute me. Have mercy and lift me up from the gates of death that I may declare your praises. God wants us to declare his praise. He also wants us to declare the gospel, as Peter was saying earlier today. Pray also for me that whenever I speak, words may be given me. So that I will fearlessly make known, I will fearlessly declare the mystery of the gospel. This is what God wants us to declare. He wants us to declare his name. I will declare your name to my people. In the assembly, I will praise you. He wants us to declare his marvelous deeds. Since my youth, God, you have taught me to this day, I declare your marvelous deeds. Even when I am old and gray... Do not forsake me, my God, till I declare your power. God wants us to declare the power of God. It's incredible. And he wants us to declare it to the next generation. Your mighty acts to all who are to come. I will declare that your love stands firm forever, that you have established your faithfulness in heaven itself. This is what God wants us to declare and we mustn't let the enemy silence us. We mustn't let the enemy silence us in any circumstance we find ourselves. But rather we should make it our habit for the word of God to be on our lips. To be spoken out, to be declared over our circumstances, over our life, over our family, over our city, over our nation, over the world. That's how God wants us to live. He's actually would call us living in the promise land. He's given us all these promises and he wants us to live in the promise land. If we think about the story of the Israelites, we think about that God promised them somewhere where they would be going. He said, this is the promised land that I am taking you to. And, uh, you know, they knew that that promise was there. Listen to Joshua 1, 2 to 4. He, uh, God said, 
Moses, my servant, is dead. Therefore, the time has come for you to lead these people, the Israelites, across the Jordan into the land I am giving them. I promise you what I promised Moses. Now, this promise was 40 years before. And they kept heading towards this promised land. And, and he's saying to Joshua, wherever you set your foot, you'll be on the land I have given you. And then he went on to describe the borders of that land. So they knew about the promised land. They knew the extent of it. They knew how great it would be. And the promise of it kept pushing them forward. Even against obstacle after obstacle. But until they actually experienced it, until they actually stepped into it, it was only a hope. It was only a dream. It was theirs. They knew it was there. They knew that it was theirs. But they were actually not enjoying the benefit of it. And, you know, it's no different for us today. We have a promised land. It's not a geographical one, but it's one that's been given to us through the word of God, through his blessing, through his will, through his promises that are in the word of God. And we've been given them. And we know, many of us know what those promises are. And they're there for us. And we think, oh, that's a great promise. But are we experiencing, are we living in that promise? Because they're all ours. Are we stepping into the promised land and enjoying the blessings of what God has promised to us? For instance, we know that we have been given the blessing, the promise of eternal life through, because of what Jesus did on the cross. But the only way that we will have that promise is if we possess it by accepting Christ and what he has done for us. Now, many of us have done that. We've accepted that and we, we live in, in, in the truth of eternal life. But we've also been promised peace. We've been promised provision, power, protection, wisdom, strength. These are all promises from God. Are we living in the promised land or are they a hope that I could have that one day we need to step into and possess what God has already given to us this is the truth it's already been given we need to step into it and possess it just like those Israelites, we don't want to take 40 years to do it. We don't want to be bat, you know, battling our way against every obstacle and thinking it's so hard. When God said, the promise is there, it's already there, I've given it to you. So let's take a hold of it, let's step into it. Sometimes we can't see it and that's why we think we don't have it because we can't see it. Think about an apple tree. When an apple tree is first planted and it's growing, there are no, there's no fruit on the tree. Is it still an apple tree, even although there's no fruit? Or sometimes in the winter season or when it's been pruned back for further growth, there's no fruit. Is it still an apple tree then? Yeah, of course it is. You wouldn't be saying if the tree could talk and it's got no f- apples on it and it says, I'm an apple tree, you wouldn't say that the tree is lying. Of course, it is an apple tree. Just at that stage, you can't see the fruit of the fact that it is an apple tree. And many times as Christians, 
we have a hard time saying who we are in God. We can't see it. Or we, maybe we can't see the, the fruit of the promise in our life. And so we, we find it difficult to think that we are that or that we have that or that that is ours. And we, so there we sort of step back from it. But when God has given us the promise, even if we can't actually see it, we step into it and we declare it as truth over our lives and the fruit will come. Joel 3.10 says, let the weak say, I am strong. Now that doesn't mean we're denying weakness, but we declare the greater truth that we are strong in him. So we're not lying when we say we are strong, even although we, you know, we're going through a really weak, weak time where we feel really weak and it looks like maybe we are weak. But we are saying we are strong. That is truth because of who he is in us. That's the truth. We have to declare truth over our lives. So we're not lying when we say that we are anointed or prosperous, or delivered, or healed, or righteous, or strong, because the Word of God says we are. The Word of God says that we are. And so we need to declare that truth. It may not look, we may not see the fruit of it at that time, but we need to declare truth. Just because there's no apples on the tree doesn't mean it's not an apple tree. Just because we can't see the fruit of the promise right at that time doesn't mean that we aren't that thing. Just because we might be struggling a bit financially doesn't mean that we're not prosperous in who we are in God. So if we say anything other than that, we're actually being untruthful. If we're Christians, if we believe God and we follow him and we trust him and we take him at his word, we're actually untruthful if we say we're not those things. Because we are. So let's declare and believe what the Bible says we are. I declare I am who the Bible says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. I increasingly possess the promises of God by faith. That's my declaration. Is it yours? In the winter seasons of my life, even although things may seem dead, I need to declare truth and speak life during those times. How do we do that? How do we speak life during those times? By declaring the promises of God over our lives. We'll be probably referring to this passage a few times over the next few weeks, but in Ezekiel 37 It says, the Lord took hold of me and I was carried away by the Spirit of the Lord to a valley filled with bones. This is Ezekiel. Then God asked him, son of man, can these bones become living people again? So here he's standing before a valley of dry bones. It's dead. Think about circumstances in your life. You can stand there and think, dead. There's no no chance. There's no life here. And God said, can these bones become living again? O sovereign Lord, I replied, you alone know the answer to that. Then he said to me, speak to these bones and say, dry bones. He didn't say dry bones come alive. He said, dry bones, listen to the word of the Lord. 
Okay, listen to truth. And that's what we need to say. We just don't say, you know, come alive. We need to speak the word of the Lord. That's where the life is. That's where the source of power is. Not in our words or not in what we think, but in speaking, to, listening to the word of the Lord. So I spoke this message just as he told me. Suddenly, as I spoke, there was a rattling noise all across the valley. Imagine that. Imagine what that would be like. Honestly, that blows my mind that suddenly these bones begin to rattle. That would be freakish, I think. Don't you think? But God is amazing. Let's not just think this is a fairy story. It's not. This is truth. This is God speaking to the situations that seem dead. And listening to the word of the Lord, these bones began to rattle. So I spoke the message as he commanded me and breath came into these bodies. They all came to life and stood up on their feet, a mighty army. Suddenly, the circumstances are changed from death to life. And not just life, but life with power. Okay, so come on, let's be, let's be listening to the word of God. Let's be excited about what God says and let's respond to what he says. Ezekiel spoke life to the dead bones by speaking the word of the Lord. And we need to speak life into our dead places by speaking the word of the Lord. Romans 4.17 says, That is what the scriptures mean when God told him, I have made you, this is speaking to Abraham, I've made you the father of many nations. This happened because Abraham believed in God who brings the dead back to life and he, who creates new things out of nothing. Do you believe that? Do you believe that God brings the dead back to life and creates new things out of nothing? He says he, that's what God says he does. Do we believe him? Think about Abraham and Sarah since we're just referring to them there. They were very old. They were long past childbearing years. Did it look like they could have a child? 90? No. There are no signs of that. From a human perspective, none at all. Yet the promise that God gave Abraham was, I have made you the father of many nations. That means he has to have children. So the promise is, I have made you the father of many nations. That's what God says. In the natural, 90 doesn't look like it can happen. So if we look at both there, we either are going to believe in the natural nut, this cannot be. Or we can say, well, God says this, so it must be, a, it must be truth. Abraham believed. And of course we know he is the father of many nations. God broke, brought life out what would seemingly be dead. He brought something out of nothing. So we need to trust God. Psalm 119.50 says, This is my comfort in my affliction. Your word has given me life. So when we go through difficult times, we go through challenges, your word gives life. That's the comfort we have, that his word gives us life. You feel weak, but the word of God says you are strong. Do you feel strong? Maybe not. Maybe there's not even any signs of strength, but God says declare truth over your life. Declare the promise of God and you'll release supernatural power at work in your life. 
Now, some people say that's just positive thinking. You know, you just speak positively and that makes you feel better. Well, it is positive, it is positive speaking, that's for sure. But if it's just our talk, just our positive talk, like, oh, yeah, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll go really well, I'll, it'll be good, I'll, I'll, you know, and, and we, we psych ourselves up and just talk positively, then what we're only going to get, what we're going to get is what we can just get in the natural, right? So we will get an effect of that, but it's only as far as the natural can go, what we can do as humans. But when we speak the promises of God, when we speak the truth of God over our life, we bring the supernatural into play, and that's going to be a whole lot different. What do you want? The natural, what you can say and produce, or the supernatural, what God says, what he says about your life? So I declare, even though I feel weak at times, I am strong. I am very strong to accomplish God's purpose in my life because God can bring life out of seemingly dead situations. He can make something out of nothing. And I step into that promise by faith. Do I necessarily feel it? Not necess- no, not necessarily. But I step into it. I believe it by faith. And that's when I live in the promised land. And that's when I receive... The, the blessing of the living in the promised land. I think another area where we often come unstuck is about, and, and we miss out on stepping into the promised land, is in relation to the future. Because the future's uncertain. And as soon as there's uncertainty, fear can creep in. It's a big problem that we all face, I think. And we become fearful, and our fear can become overwhelming. It can rob us of our peace. It can destroy the joy that we have in the present because we're fearful about tomorrow. It can steal our hope. Rob, destroy, steal. Where have you heard those words before? In relation to the enemy, he comes to steal, kill, destroy We need to stop him taking ground. That's what he wants to do. He wants to do that in our life. That's his aim. That's his purpose. He's out to do that to you. We need to stop him taking what is not rightfully his. And the way we do that is by declaring truth. Jesus said, I have come to give you life, abundant life. That's how we stop the enemy when we start declaring and believing the promises, the truth of God. So here are some promises. You might want to write these down. This will help you. There's a lot of scripture today, but I want you to write it down so that you remember. Just at least write the references because this will help you later. Some people think, I cannot handle what's ahead. You look ahead and you think, maybe your workload, maybe circumstances, maybe you're facing an unknown report from the doctor and you think, I can't handle this. But you can, because God says, I can do all things through Christ who gives me the strength. Declare that, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Put your view of the circumstances aside and declare the truth. I can, 
I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. You know, Jeremiah, when God spoke to him and said to him, even before he was born, God said, before you were born, I set you apart and appointed you as my prophet to the nations. Jeremiah responded to that and he said, I can't speak, I'm too young. The Lord replied, don't say I am too young. For you must go wherever I send you and say whatever I tell you. And don't be afraid of the people, for I will be with you and will protect you. I, the Lord, have spoken. So young people, don't say I'm too young. Because God is saying to you that he will protect you. Don't be afraid. He is with you and he will give you every word. He will give you everything you need to do what he has fulfilled into the future. You take this word today and you declare it over your life, young people, because this is truth. Don't be afraid of the future. God's already gone before you and before you were even born, he has purposed his will for your life. And he is going to bring that to pass by the power of his word. Sometimes you face the future and you think, there's no way out of this. There's no way through this. This is too much. But God said, he will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. When you are tempted, he will show you a way out so you can endure. God has said, there is a way. He has made a way He will show you the way out. That's the truth. Don't be afraid. Don't think there's no way. There is. Or maybe you feel like your prayers are just hitting the roof. They're not going anywhere. You feel like your prayers aren't aren't being answered. You can't see the fruit of that. And so that makes you feel afraid about what's ahead. But God says to you, Listen to this. Declare this. This is truth. James 5.16. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. That's truth. We all have fears about the future and what it holds, but Philippians 1.6 says, And I am certain that God, who began the good work within you, will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Jesus Christ returns. God will finish what he starts. Don't be afraid of that. God is faithful. He will do it. He says he will do it. And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. So God's exceedingly great and precious promises help me to war wage in my mind against lies about the future. That's how you face the future confidently. Not you figuring it out and trying to sort of get it all together. You'll be more fearful than ever if, you, if it's just left... Well, I will be if it's left up to me. But we wage war against the lies about the future by declaring the promises of God. They're great and they're exceedingly precious. And so we cannot be defeated. We are more than conquerors through him who loves us. So you might say, well, how do I create these biblical declarations over my life? Well, I want to just explain that to you. 
Creating a biblical declaration is really easy. All you need to do is to make the verse from the scripture personal to yourself. Then read it and declare it out aloud. It is important to declare it out aloud. You might seem like that might seem silly, but it's really important that you declare it out. It breaks down the power of darkness. It breaks down the enemy's strongholds when you declare it aloud. And it's important you hear yourself declaring it. So you speak it out as truth. For example, in Psalm 34 verse 5, it says, Those who look to God for help are happy. That's what the scripture says. So you can declare, God, I look to you for help. Therefore, I am happy. That's the truth. That's the truth of the word of God. That's a declaration over your life. Or Psalm 9, 9 says, The Lord provides safety for the oppressed. He provides safety in times of trouble. You know, when you read some of the stories of Christian refugees, you think, or people who have been martyred, I think, how can they stand so firm through this? It just seems impossible. But it's because they declare the truth of God over their life. They've got the supernatural power of God at work in their life. That's how they can make it through. And so we declare verses like this, the Lord will keep me safe when I'm oppressed. Or, God, I'm going through this time of trouble. You provide safety for me. That's what God says. He does. So let's declare that over our life. And the Holy Spirit, as we pray, the Holy Spirit will show us how to pray and declare his word over our lives. The Holy Spirit is a wonderful teacher. He's a mentor to us. And we need to allow him to teach us, to mentor us through the word of God. We need to listen to him. So when the Holy Spirit leads you to declare something that doesn't appear to accurately describe you at that very moment, declare it in faith. Remembering what that verse in Romans 4.17 says, he can bring um, something out of nothing. He can bring life where it seems dead. And we need to act on that truth. You know, we're living in the last days where there are terrorist attacks. We hear about them nearly every day. There are deadly viruses lurking. We hear about the impact of viruses around the world. There's a lot of stuff going on that we could absolutely think it could overwhelm us and and rob us of our joy and our peace. And, you know, the world out there is very afraid. But let us not be. Let us not speak negative words and be fearful like the people of the world. Instead, let's declare God's word and reign over these things. Like the psalmist said, we will say of the Lord, he is my refuge. He is my fortress. My God in him I will trust. Oh, So find out what God says about your situation. Believe it and declare it. Are you with me on this? Does it make sense to you? And because, you know what? When you declare the word of God over your life, the promise is this. It will not return void. It will not return without doing what it intends to do. And so you can be confident. 
You can be 100% confident as you declare that it will be done. To conclude this morning, I'm going to ask us to stand and I've put some declarations um, onto the screen. There's quite a few. It's going to take us a few minutes. But I'm going to ask us to declare truth this morning. I believe that that's what we need to do. This is about the power of declaring the word of God, the truth over our lives. And so this, all, every declaration is based on scripture. If you want these, I can send them out to you. Um, you know, I'll get Jess to put it out on the email if you want, if you want these declarations. Because I believe we should declare these every day as truth over our lives. So let's stand together and we're going to uh, read through these declarations. Let them sink into your spirit as truth today. This is truth. This is not just Pam trying to get some, you know, great statements together. This is from the word of God. This is truth. And so let's declare this before we uh, worship together. My prayers.